Hey there, and welcome to the Sermon Podcast for Timberlake Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Our mission is to reach, feed, and release people to be the hands and feet of Jesus. You can learn more at our website, TimberlakeUMC.org. We hope you enjoy today's message. A little boy wants a bike for Christmas really badly, but the kid knows he has a really hard time behaving. He writes a letter to Jesus. Dear Jesus, if I get a bike for Christmas, I'll be good for a whole week. (laughs) He thinks about it, crosses out what he wrote and says, I can't be good for a whole week. I'll be good for five days. He crosses that out and writes, I'll be good for four days. And then he thinks again and again and again. He gets down to one day and says, I can't even be good for a day. Then in frustration, he walks downstairs for a little break. He stopped at his mom's uh, beautiful nativity scene. He stares at it for a little while, then grabs the statue of the Virgin Mary, runs upstairs to a room, to his room, wraps it in a blanket, throws it in a bag, and tosses it in his closet. He grabs his letter and writes at the bottom, Dear Jesus, if I don't get a bike for Christmas, you'll never see your mother again. Good morning, Timberlake. My name is Cord Doss. I am the Minister of Connections, Life Groups, and Worship, and I'm excited to be with you this morning. A little nervous, but I'm excited to be with you this morning. Uh, Today is the day of Epiphany, uh, the Sunday of Epiphany, the day Christians remember uh, the coming of the Magi to visit Jesus, bringing their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Uh, We won't be reading from that traditional uh, piece of scripture this morning. Uh, We'll actually be reading right after that uh, from chapter chapter 2 of Matthew, starting at verse 13, uh, which is right after the story of the Magi. But a little backstory, I'm going to kind of set it up for you. Jesus has been born in the town of Bethlehem, okay? The shepherds came, and then the wise men came as well, and they brought the gifts, okay? And on the way, uh, the wise men were asked by King Herod to come report back to him of uh, Jesus' exact location uh, where he was born. So the wise men had a dream actually right before that as well, and, and they said not to go back to King Herod. So they left, and they went a different route back. Okay, this is where we pick up in Matthew verse 13. Uh, yeah, 13 through 23. Here we go. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Jesus, to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, get up, Take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who are trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets, that he would be called a Nazarene. The word of God for us, the people of God. So this is an interesting piece of scripture, and I'm not sure I fully remember it being preached uh, a lot. You know, it's a, it's a story of Christ's birth, but it's a story of sadness, you know, of darkness, of, of death. 
you know, we come to a passage that predominantly speaks on the, the dark side of the, of the Christ's birth narrative. You know, uh, people, especially those in power, uh, wanted him dead immediately. And because we know the other end of the story, you know, that desire actually never changed as well. But why did King Herod, you know, want to kill baby Jesus, you know, this tiny newborn little baby? Well, Herod is the king, right? And he is incredibly powerful, but deep inside, he knew that this baby, uh, Jesus, king of the Jews, was exactly what the prophet said he would be. The same way the little boy, you know, plucked out Mary from the, from the nativity story, uh, he wanted to control the narrative of his prayers, right? Uh, king Herod wanted to do the same thing with, to Jesus. He wanted to keep control of the kingdom of Judea. So in the midst of this joyful, wonderful celebration of Christ, of Messiah's birth, uh, we read a story of great sadness, of great tragedy, a story that can kind of feel foreboding, you know, kind of dark. And, uh, you know, Joseph and Mary were in a scary situation, right? They really weren't sure what was next, you know, what was ahead on their journey. And there's these, these heartbreak for families, you know, of these, these little boys being murdered, uh, who are experiencing loss, these families, because of the powers above them, right? And I think we all can maybe find ourselves in that same connection where the people above us don't do what they say they're gonna do or you know, with the ones we invest our time in or we put our trust in really don't follow through with what we thought that would be, amen? Yeah, so now Joseph and Mary were being warned of the grave things that could, have happened, could happen to their child, the son of God, and King Herod's goal was to destroy this child. He feared that Jesus would take over his throne. Now, in doing this, which I think is kind of interesting, he, he actually validates and confirms his belief of who Jesus actually was, who Jesus actually is. But God said, get up. God calls and God equips. In Matthew 2, verses 13 and 14, let's read it here. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and left for Egypt. Scripture says he left during the night, which, which means a couple of things, right? He, they didn't wait to gather supplies or food. They, they didn't go back to their house and get Joseph's tools you know, for the journey ahead. Um, it also means they left immediately. They didn't question God. They, they left during the night. They didn't wait until morning because they trusted God's instructions. Now, hold up here. <laughs> Anyone with a baby or with babies or with kids, little young children, knows the, the magnitude of this statement. Never wake a sleeping right? Like you, you don't do that. It's, it's not a good idea. It, it's not going to end well unless it's something serious, right? And this was serious. When I read this scripture, personally, it's, a, it's hard for me to look past the death of these, these beautiful boys, right? These little boys. It's really hard to look past the death and destruction. But then you have to come to realize that God provided Joseph and Mary with their needs. You know, God calls us, but he also equips us as well. Right before Joseph heard the voice in a dream, they were given three amazing gifts. Gold, frankincense, and Myrrh, exactly. So these gifts were valuable, but they're also portable as well. So because of that, they were able to take these gifts as value towards food, towards supplies for this journey they were going on. God provided the sustenance with these gifts so that they had what they needed on the journey. 
And also the angel told him to go to Egypt, escape to Egypt. God provided safety. See, Egypt was out of Herod's jurisdiction, and it was also full of many Jewish people. So they would have a community to surround them, a community to uh, support them. They, would, they wouldn't have to live in isolation all alone. No, they, they would be cared for. They would be uh, a part of this community, this opportunity of this one community. God provided them with friends. God provided them with a family. God said, get up. God called them, and God equipped them. He said it again. Uh, so he said it through the angels in verse 13 right here. But he says it again to Joseph in a dream in verse 19 and 20. It says this, after Herod died... An angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who are trying to take the child's life are dead. God said, Get up. God was giving Joseph clear instructions. He was giving Joseph a clear opportunity. And at this point, Joseph has been spoken to multiple times, uh, multiple times. And I don't know about you, but for me, my mom used to have to, and now my wife has to tell me something at least three times for me to get a big picture, right? Anyone else, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, thank you, thank you, Josh, thank you. Like, it, it takes a little while, but not Joseph. God spoke, and he obeyed immediately. That in itself is a lesson to be learned. God called Joseph, and God equipped Joseph. January 5th of 2021 was a moment for me where God said, get up. Y'all, I love food. I love all kinds of food, all the good things that are really the bad things, right? (laughs) You know, I I love food. And in 2020, we took this great opportunity to up our cooking at home game. So we bought a smoker and a nice grill, and we enjoyed this this fun, exciting uh, new opportunity to cook all the wonderfully bad but great things at home because we also weren't going out to eat either, you know, 2020. Um, And also, most of you know this, but I'm a very emotional person. Uh, If you haven't noticed yet, right, Um, you will in a little bit. So I would find myself emotionally invested in something, and in response to a negative scenario, I would turn to food. I would find comfort, that instant, instant, immediate feeling of goodness from food. And I would also find myself being pretty lazy, to be honest. Uh, not because it was on, not really on purpose, but because my activity level and my low emotional health really hindered how I handled situations, how I processed emotions, and how I processed interpersonal interactions with people. Now, my wife loves me for me mostly, right? And, and my friends love me for me mostly as well. And the years and years of not caring what I ate and how my activity level was almost zero, uh, I put on a lot of weight, physical weight and some emotional weight as well. You know, there were instances of, of um, you know, watching what I ate or walking here and there, but nothing really stuck and I really never was all in. You know, I, just like the little boy who wanted to, to control the narrative of his prayers by holding on to Mary, I was fully never ready to let go of control so God can do what he needed to do. All right, so back to January 5th, as I set it up earlier of last year, you know, almost a year um, from a couple days from now, I get a phone call from a good friend of mine, Zach Kazee. He's, Zach's here, hey, dude. Uh, he serves on the trustees here at church. Um, he leads a life group and volunteers on various serve teams. And I answered the call, and we did our normal, what's up, dude? You know, how's it going? Talk with your bro talk that you do. 
And then Zach says this, I'm going to ask you something, but you promised to not get upset. I responded with a little laugh, and I was like, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, no problem. Uh, then he says it again, you promise you aren't going to get upset. I responded again with a little more serious, yeah, yes, I promise. Then he says this, you want to lose weight with me and three other guys on the team, and maybe we can win $10,000? <laughs> uh, yes, I do. <laughs> Come on, sign me up, right? <laughs> Zach then invited me to be a part of a weight loss challenge through his work, and I would join a team of, of five guys who all had the same goal to lose weight in a three-month period. I'm not going to elaborate on the team and what everyone else did individually uh, overall, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you we didn't win the $10,000, okay? Yeah. I know. Oh, right? Yeah. But God said get up, Okay. God called me, and then God equipped me. So I hit the ground running. I uh, started planning our weekly dinners and some, um, some lunches at home. I downloaded several apps uh, that would track my weight, my, my food intake, and then my activity level as well. And I started walking the trails about five minutes from my house, and I even took my dog Piper because who wants to be alone out in the cold? And it was January, February. Most mornings it was freezing. But God kept telling me to get up, Okay. The weight started coming off, and I was surpassing my goals, and my physical health was slowly becoming more of a priority in my life. I could see the fruit of my labors. I could see that my commitment to not just my losing weight, but being active as well, it was paying off, right? Come the middle of February, and God told me again, get up. And he did this because he gave me a realization that, yeah, my physical health wasn't the only thing that needed some focus. So I started going to counseling. I wanted to be proactive in how I was learning how to handle the situations of my job, uh, the situations of my friendships, the situations of my family life, and what they were throwing at me. God told me to get up. God called me, and God equipped me. He gave me the tools. He, he gave me the community of people on the same goal. He gave me the drive, the, the abilities to push towards my physical and now mental health goals. See, I had no clue where he was taking me on this journey of physical and mental health, but I could tell there was a reason for it, okay? I could tell that he, clearly he had something bigger on his mind for me than I could have ever imagined. Fast forward a couple months, I had hit my weight loss goal, and my walking a couple miles had turned into running a couple miles, and I was able to process and handle um, some hard ministry situations with some friends that I know I would not have been able to handle if I hadn't taken the physical and mental steps to prepare myself. Then June hit. And a hard situation with a friend was just unfolding. I was going to need to support him and his family in ways I had never done before. And my wife was also transitioning into a new full-time job here at church, which is great, but going from part-time work to full-time work it really affected our personal lives and our, our family's life as well. The steps God had taken me on, the tools he had prepared me with, the mental and physical capacity he had me prioritize for the last six months were exactly what I needed. So I took these opportunities to support my wife in her transition to pull the weight of the family the best that I could and, and, and let her fully be released into this new opportunity that she has in front of her. I was able to surround my family with the emotional and spiritual support, my friend and my family, and his family, sorry, with the emotional and spiritual support that I knew God had prepared me to give them. God said, get up. 
God called me. He sent Zach to kickstart my journey. The same way he sent the angels to deliver a message to Joseph. He surrounded me with the people who would understand my desires for a healthier physical and mental self. The same way he sent Joseph and Mary to Egypt to escape the rule of King Herod. Y'all, I don't tell you this story to boast on my chains because it's still a work in progress, y'all. And it always will be. I tell you this story because I could not have done this on my own. God provided a community of friends, a lot of you in this room, that supported me and encouraged me, and they still do on this journey. God provided tools and opportunities to better my mental health, and he did all of these things so that on the journey, I am prepared. I have what I need. God equipped me. He then gave me the opportunities to use my new self in ways that would honor and glorify him, to use my spiritual and mental health for my family, for my friends, for my ministry, to help others find a sense of the goodness and the peace and contentment of who God says that they are so that I would be released to be the hands and feet of Jesus. God said, get up, and Joseph did just that. He trusted that God would provide for his needs on this journey. He would provide safety, friendship, and the supplies they would need to safely watch this child grow into the king of kings. What is God saying to you today? Do you have a purpose, and are you fully living into that purpose how is he telling you to get up? Are you, are you trusting that God is going to provide what you need on that journey? Or are you actually waiting for an angel in a dream type of moment? Or have you realized that all of those moments are all around you already? Do you think Joseph knew the weight of his purpose? Or was he just trusting that, that God would continue to provide what he needed for those opportunities and to live them out? God told Joseph to get up. He told him to be released into the next part of the journey. Church, we cannot be released if we only sit in these chairs. We, we can't be released if we only show up to this gather, gathering of believers once a month, once a quarter, once a year. We can't be released if we do not get up. We can't see the fullness of of God's plan for our lives any better than Joseph could see for his own. But we can be assured that our faithfulness will lead to great things too. We're not going to be able to always be aware of them. You know, sometimes a, a, a seed that we plant or, or even water grows and grows completely unaware from us. Completely unaware of us. Church, God is telling us to get up, be released into the opportunities he has before you. And I'll tell you right now, I get it. We have so many things pulling us in so many different directions. Amen? So many commitments and opportunities that take up our time. We can just sleep in on Sundays. We can show up right on time or a little late, and it's no big deal. We can go straight home after work. And, and, and not go to another meeting or gathering. You know, we have the commitments of our children. We have the commitments of our grandchildren. You know, we would much rather enjoy our own personal enjoyments at home or, that don't come with a lot of work, that don't come with a lot of study. Do we have time for a life group? Are you kidding? No way. Are you holding on to the statue of Mary just like the kid did? 
Are you not willing to let God be in control of the goodness he has for you? To be in control of the journey. The kid knew he couldn't behave for a day. And so he didn't even want to change. Are you stuck there as well? But God says, get up. He wants us to live our lives using the example that he made for us while he was on this earth to live like Jesus. And when we do that, it becomes so obvious that he wants to release us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. God says, get up. God calls us and God equips us. I believe this morning God's telling you to get up. I believe he is wanting to release you. He's telling you to be released into the opportunities he has before you. God is saying, be released onto this stage, onto this platform to use the gifts and talents I have given you. God is saying to go into these hallways, into these doors and welcome and greet and use the smiles and the love and the, and the, just the exuberance of, of ability to, to use your hands and feet to, just that he has given you. To be released to organize support and help with the filling station on Monday evenings. Using the hands and feet I have given you. God is saying to be released to work in the office during the week. To help with tasks and, and projects using the skills and talents I have given you. God is saying be released to care for, to teach and nurture the children of this community. Sharing the love that he has given to you through you to them. God calls us and God equips us. It all has to start somewhere though. That place and that time where God says, get up. 